Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Mas, the official podcast of Somos Mas NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the New Mexico Runners, and soon an untitled project. My name, of course, is Seth Bidoff. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, as you see with me here on the show tonight, we have Jacob Terrell and Earl Nieto. Guys, great, another great weekend of NFL football, and so we're going to have another themed question here. Um, I have one burning question for you gentlemen this evening what are you more excited for the super bowl itself or the halftime show that that may be that may your best may be your best question yet i'm not gonna okay. lie. yeah because <laughs> that's a that's a it's a tough one it is were you neither neither, I neither. but listen did you know walmart has a lower acceptance rate than Harvard, I, I find it. that hard to believe. No, I believe it because Walmart <laughs> probably has millions of more applications than, oh yeah, than Harvard. Harvard, Harvard, Harvard does. So it's a it's a percentage thing. That's that's why I think it's tougher. So no, so in reality though, I am. Looking forward to the game, I think, because it's not Tom Brady, rest in peace. It's not Pat Mahomes or Pat Machoke, I mean, my bad. Um hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I I will not will not let you slander Patrick Mahomes. Not because he didn't choke, because he did. But you specifically, Earl, cannot because you are the same person that a year ago said that in two years it was going to be Baker Mayfield's NFL, and okay, I'm so sorry, was, but that okay, was okay. completely wrong. All right, so I was cannot, wrong on that. <laughs> yeah, I was okay. wrong on that. Okay. I will admit that. Good, but I was not wrong that it would not be Pat Mahomes' NFL. No, I think it's still he's still the one that no. we talk about. No, from now on we need to talk about Joe Burrow. Is Joe Burrow really the face of the NFL for you, Joey sorry. B? Sorry, no, it's Joe Burr. Like Burr. Burr. Yeah, Burr. <laughs> I just don't no, see I, it. He doesn't he's not the charismatic. Mahomes, yeah. I don't see Pat Mahomes as the face though. I Pat Mahomes is charismatic either. He's, he's just, just on commercials. So? He's just he's on just commercials. Is, yeah, he's but, a typical sneakerhead. Burrow <laughs> Burrow is going to take Mayfield's place in commercials next year. And at this time next year we'll be talking about how how Burrow is charismatic and He's. Have you not heard any of his press conferences? They're actually hilarious. Yeah, I've I just. To a few I ones. just love the kicker on the Bengals, McPherson, who's called his shot three times in a row. He's twelve for twelve in the playoffs. He literally walked on the field in overtime, and said, "Hey, looks like we're going to the Super Bowl." <clears throat> yeah, and yeah, won the game. Harry's got a point here. AFC is loaded with the young QBs. They absolutely are. Uh, yeah, you look at the quarterbacks over in the NFC. They are aging. Even Matt Stafford, you know, he's he's uh, about five years younger than I am. You know, I mean, he's so he's thirty two, I think. So and... to answer, so so to clarify, I don't see Joey Burrow as the face of or Joey B or Joey Joe Burr, Burr. whatever the hell you Burr. whatever whatever you want to call him. Burr. Joe Burr. Um, I don't see him as the face of the NFL. It was Tom Brady. I'll, I'll give you that. It was 
cheating Tom, lying Tom, whatever the hell. And I'm going to call him lying Tom because just two freaking days ago, he denied retiring. No, he said he was still going through the process. And then today, hey, by the way, I, I'm I'm not feeling it. I I have a cold today, so I'm not gonna fucking all play it, football anymore. All Anyways. it was, all it was, was he was mad at Scheffler, Schefter, and uh, oh, who was the other one? Whoever else reported it, he was mad at them because they stole his thunder. That's all it was. So the so as soon as Tom Brady stepped aside, the new face of the NFL became Aaron Rodgers. Oh God, I hope not. Because. <laughs> When it comes down to talking about Joey Burrow. It's Mahomes, dude. I'm sorry, Pat but it Machoke. is. Exactly. Fair, he is the fair. face of the NFL for all the wrong reasons. Good call. He man. did lie to us twice about having a shot. Immuniza. Immuna. Im, I can't say it. <laughs> Inoculated. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He got um, his inoculation. Anyways. Anyways. So, yeah. So The question at hand. From his the question at hand. Is not who the face of the NFL is. The question at hand is: Are you more excited for the Super Bowl or the halftime show? And I, I'm excited for the Super Bowl, but this halftime show, like, it has everybody that I like. Actually, like, it has people I care about and like want to listen to, and it has a chance to be special. Like I believe Austin said, right there. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. There we go. Um, and, and he's not wrong, but it also, if they neuter them like they tend to in the past, uh, it it could be it could be very bad. So well, here's the NFL cool is the NFL and here's... Fox are not going to allow an uncensored version of this halftime show. There's no way well, it's, it's on NBC. But oh, well, your point stands. Yeah. Um, but CBS will allow. Uh, whatever the hell his name is, the things fancy like to interrupt the halftime halftime breakdown. What the hell are you talking about? You didn't watch it on CBS, did you? No, who watches CBS halftime show? It's terrible. Well, the Chiefs had a freaking concert okay. going on, and it was something. Hold on, hold on. Did you, tell you did you see Diggs knock out the the not streaker, but yes, the clothes streaker <laughs> last week? That was yeah. Funny. I actually saw a TikTok video of the guy. Apparently, it was the guy. Like he, like his buddy, dared him to do it. Yeah, and then they panned around like he wasn't there, and then he was down on the field. So I don't know if that was legit or not. But yeah, apparently this guy was dared to do it or something. But yeah, he just got. This is exactly how the CBS halftime show was. So go ahead and talk some ones yourselves. That's what we were doing, and then you interrupted us to tell us that this is how the halftime show went. (laughs) Oh, keep going. Just keep going. Oh, okay. okay. I see what you're doing now. I should see. I honestly didn't even realize it. Yeah, I have no idea what you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly didn't realize. Like, I, I was watching the game, but I didn't pay attention to halftime, so I didn't even realize that all that had gone on. So, what really? I was ironing my clothes that day. That at that time, did you starch them enough? Yes, I did. So, okay, I took your advice and used a fucking potato. There you go. And I had to rewash all my clothes. so to whoever's listening and watching and and doing all this stuff nobody wants to hear about my boomer talk i understand i understand um so and you're the youngest youngest person on this podcast here's the here's the earl's earl's fun fact or fun tidbit or earl's not too 
That's what we're going to call this section, this segment. Earl's not to. Don't use fucking potatoes on dress clothes because then you have to rewash it a couple times. <laughs> wow. Just wow. Yeah. Back to the show. Um, yeah, back to the – I don't even know how we come back from that. But, yeah, no, I, looking at the lineup for this halftime show, like I was talking – I was having a conversation with someone the other day. I said, honestly, this is probably the best lineup they've had in close to a decade, if not longer. You know, this is the stuff that we grew up with, the the hip hop you know of the '90s into the 2000s that really shaped the way that it looked going forward. And I was looking back through some of the the, the shows of the past few years, and yeah, this is I honestly care more about this halftime show than I do the game. Like the game is going to be fun to watch because you've got two teams that haven't been there in forever. You've got Matt Stafford going in who couldn't do it with the Lions and year one with with the Rams, they come in and they, they just play consistent football for the majority of the year. And they l- looked good going into it. And you've got the Bengals who I wouldn't have picked them at the beginning of the year, but I yeah. wouldn't have picked them last week. No, no, I wouldn't have picked them last week either. And I think it's going to be a good game to watch. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, but this halftime show, man, the, I, I'm looking forward to this. I try to claim to my kids. I said, you know, just how important this show is, like how important these artists are. <laughs> and they're looking at me like, what, what are you talking about? I could see, see I'm you. excited <laughs> because we have Matthew Stafford and all these freaking halftime show singers. And it's the closest that Detroit will ever get to a Super Bowl. <laughs> <I> could, <laughs> I've lost it with Seth. I've lost it. I could just see him like with a whiteboard. And like all these strings, like um, <laughs> what's his name from It's Always Sunny? Just like yeah, with his kids sitting with your kids sitting in front of you, going, "What? How many I, songs I, do you think they fit in over under fitty. ten? Fitty, <laughs> gotta be fitty. I mean, there's got you gotta have at least like they 10 always songs do. In there. They always do that one like mashup of like yeah. thirty seconds of like seventeen songs. Yeah. Yeah. Seat 30. So they're going to try to do that. And then, like, how do you narrow it down with, are there five of them? Am I missing somebody? Or is there, four? yeah, there's five. Five. So with those five artists, how do you narrow it down to anything less than three songs a piece? Yeah. I know that's only 15, but like, I don't know how you narrow it down. I don't know. It's going, how do you, how do you gonna talk be Janet Jackson, though? You showed two nipples. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Alec can't hear your guys' side of the conversation. You can just hear what I say. And I say, you show two nipples. And she looks at me like I'm crazy. And they're the ones that ask the question. As long as it's not Earl's nipples, I think we're okay. It'll be, Look, Dre. It... It'll be Dre's. Gosh. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, <laughs> Look, if the Bengals win, I will show both my nipples on air. Okay, so if the Bengals win, he's not coming back on the Earl, podcast. we don't want to get struck for child pornography. Because <laughs> he's the baby. Because <laughs> uh, he's the baby, I get it. It's funny. Uh, I'm the baby, but I'm the old man that's fucking ironing his clothes on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and goes to bed at like 8. Actually, yeah. I did go to bed yesterday at 7 o'clock. I just, I have no words. 
No, it was eight. It was after nine one one. After my after my TV drama. That just yeah, that just made programs. That just made it more boomerish. <laughs> that I had to find on TV Guide. Oh my gosh! Anyways, wow. are we gonna do a show or what? We are. We, we yeah, are. we're we're in the show, and I don't even man, I don't even know tonight. I don't even know. That's okay. 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 I'll get us back on the track. Okay. So we did have a few bits of news. I don't know where Seth wanted to start, but I want to start with this trade. Okay, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. You want me to get us back on track, and then you call time out. No, we have a question in the chat from Harry. Any question Harry sends in, it's a, it's a, it's an answer automatic. Oh no, um, because it's you. It's only because listen, you get to answer. Listen, How listen. Do I freaking mute this guy. God, you can't. I can. See, look. <laughs> Figure it out. See, Control D un- unmutes myself. Um, Harry. So the the TV drama I watch is Nine One One Lone Star. And then believe, next month, can't believe we are currently having this conversation right now. Next month it'll be nine one one regular, and then tomorrow I'll have to catch up because these these young bucks over here like to stay up past fucking midnight. Um, so tomorrow I'll watch New Amsterdam. So if you're looking for something to watch on TV, don't watch any of those. There you go. Those are the best ones. <laughs> oh god, I literally just watched the eyes, the little eye icon up here, go from seven to three during that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Find out that I'm still awake. <laughs> okay. All right. All so right. Jacob, you're gonna try to get us back on track. I I was gonna try. So so probably the the biggest news since we were here two weeks ago was that we had a trade for New Mexico United, which kind of happened last year. I would say Sali for for Brown was. It wasn't branded as a trade, but it, it was, was. It was a loan swap, is what yeah, that was. So, it, potato, potato. But um, but this was a flat out trade. It was Jerome Kiesewetter coming over from FC Tulsa after a semi tumultuous year for Brian Brown, uh, who was coming off of a semi tumultuous year, and um, I, I mean, we obviously talked about it in the chat and stuff, but I, I kind of want to see now that we've had some. Uh, time to think about it a little more, maybe uh, digest it a little. Did, have your guys' thoughts changed? Uh, yeah. The and and if so, what are they? Or for the listeners and viewers out there, what what were your what are your thoughts, anyways? Even if they haven't changed. Yeah, I think this was a big move uh, for us. Um, we we kind of knew that Brian was still Earl. What are you doing, Earl? Earl, <laughs> just go ahead and do that. Go ahead. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so we we kind of figured that Brian was still under contract. By the way, the the end of the loan was worded with Oakland Roots last season, and. <clears throat> you talked about it being kind of a tumultuous year. I mean, Brian, obviously we talked about, he looked good in the preseason. We had high expectations for him and then it just didn't happen. It just wasn't clicking. And so we ended up doing the loan swap, send him out to Oakland. We get Salih back in return. I'm glad that you guys, you said we had high hopes for him when it was, it was very clearly, clearly one person on here that has a bunch of egg on his face. Um, yours truly. 
Uh, I said a golden boot contender. Can we say a bunch of our our team MVP? Uh, We say a bunch of egg because that fucking semi beforehand. And wow, was I wrong? (laughs) Wow, was I wrong? Yeah, and and you know, honestly, even once he got out to Oakland, he didn't really do a lot for the roots. you know, obviously, I think we got the better end of that swap. You know, Slee coming over, clearly uh, putting in the effort and showing the way that he could play. I think this is a great move. Number one, I, I assume we're going to be. I assume this is us offloading a little bit of cap. You know, a little bit of roster roster funds. You think so? Um, I think so. I don't know, Cause man. Because I, I think Brian Brown probably pulled in a higher salary than Jerome Kiesewetter did. Because you've got Brian Brown, who's go, he's. I think he's had a little bit more of a better. I think I think you could say he's had a better career to this point. Now, over the past two years, neither him or Jerome have done well at all. Jerome obviously didn't do well over in Miami, didn't do well in in Tulsa last year. He comes in now to a system where, and we've been trying to play around with this. I know you put a post up on Facebook the other day in United Nation, talking about potential lineups. And we were still we kind of we knew that Ilio's coming back, and looking at everything, and I think Jer- having Jerome and like Nico both up top, I think that provides an interesting dynamic. Maybe you put, you know, you put two at the top and that sort of scenario, and I think this is a really good deal for us. Now Harry mentioned in the in the chat that's a good move for both clubs. I hope this works out for FC Tulsa. I hope Brian Brown goes over there. I hope he has a good season. But looking at it just in terms of what each player brings to their respective clubs, I feel like Jerome brings more to us than what Brian takes there. See, and I, I think that that's where we we differ a, a slight bit. I, I'm optimistic for this move. Um, I think it has a chance to work out very well. But Jerome and Brian Brown are the same person to me at the moment. I understand that their playing styles are a little different, and um, and you know there's there's a decent chance that that Kiesewetter comes in here and and performs better than than Brian Brown by quite a bit. But that's not saying a whole lot. Uh, Brian Brown had two goals, I believe, and uh, a couple of assists. But they're they're both in the prove it stage for me and so until jerome actually until we can see him out on the pitch and see him produce in the regular season because we saw brian brown produce in the preseason a little bit so i I, i'm just just kind of in a wait and see pattern and see how this move shakes out it has potential though to be huge um I got into it with some people on Facebook uh, about Kisavetter starting for us, and and I don't I don't see that happening as the lone striker or the the only guy up up the pitch because because Nico is is head and shoulders above everybody else right there for that nine number nine starting spot, and he will be unless he's hurt, he I believe will be our number one guy up there. And and that I mean it's it's really not even a question for me, but what Jerome can bring is depth, and he can bring a way that we can change it up. Like you you were mentioning Seth with two up top, I, I think that could be very interesting, especially with with Nico's um, 
willingness to share the ball and not just be about finishing. He's a brilliant finisher, but he had several assists last year. And, and I think some of his highlights were, were more assists than goals last year. And so I think that, like I said, I'm, I'm optimistic that it can be a, a fantastic move for us. And I, I messaged Brian Brown on Instagram the other day and told him that I, I, I wish him the best because I do. I, I'm really, really bummed that it didn't work out here. And I would have liked to see him maybe get another shot this year. <clears throat> um, I feel like maybe with the change at manager at the managerial spot and having a, another Jamaican and Nico Brett up top with him and, and, and to share or to, to be involved with, with the club and stuff, then, then maybe it could have been different, but uh, I'll take the trade. And, and I, I kind of like that, you know, El Paso is like, Hey, we're going to steal your backup goaltender. And we're like, Hey, uh, we're going to steal probably your best forward that you've had in your three years of existence. Granted, it wasn't from them directly. Uh, it is nice to, to see somebody from El Paso actually come over to our side for once, instead of going the other way around. Earl, what's your take on it? What did you just tell me? I said, what's your take on it? Um, I don't know. I I mean, I like Brian Brown. I wish it would have worked out here. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, I mean, I called it before it was even there, I said I would love some kind of loan deal for whoever the hell the guy's name was and Kisa Witter or Kisa Witter. Yeah, <clears throat> it was Rodrigo da Costa that yeah, you mentioned. And then, and then Kisa Witter. And I, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I thought you were high as a kite. I, uh, damn it, somebody. Hey, um, good to see the forehead, Jacob. I, I, I did not know what was coming and I, I didn't expect it. That is for sure. And so it was a, a huge surprise and and yeah, you you called it and and uh good for you. As but hard yeah, as that so is I, for me to say. Yeah, I mean I it, it was given to me by your big old forehead. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Here comes the forehead jokes because we got our kid our, our 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 buddy sombrero man in the chat with us now. Yeah, that that trade deal, and, and that's something that doesn't ever really happen uh, within within soccer. Is you know a straight trade. The clubs were kind of like going back and forth on Twitter, and none of us really were really sure as to what was going to happen. Um, Jacob was sure it was nothing. I yeah. I was fairly sure that it was nothing. I did think it was kind of weird that they posted because usually when that Twitter stuff happens, if it's nothing, it just stays on Twitter. They don't share it across multiple platforms but they did put the hey tulsa with the wave uh on facebook and instagram i believe and so i did think that was weird and thought maybe something was coming up but i didn't see drum's name coming up or i knew rodrigo wasn't going to come i i knowing how they performed last year and the moves that they've been making to try to be competitive this year they weren't going to give him up for anybody. And honestly, I didn't know what Brian Brown's like value was. Like when you mentioned that, I was like, well, we'd only be getting, we'd have to give up Brown for sure. 
And I didn't think they would do a Brown for Kiesewetter swap, even with Kiesewetter's troubles last year. Yeah, I just I hope that Kiesewetter runs like full force from the curse and just drop kicks Yuma in the mouth. <laughs> oh, dude, if we could get him on the podcast, I would totally ask him about you. I'm like, so did you hate Yuma as much as everybody else hates Yuma? <laughs> and of course, you're not going to get an answer to that. You know, no, that. you're not. Yeah. You're going to no, know he's a good guy. He's one of those players that that you love him when he's on your team and you hate to go up against him, you know, but every team's got to have that's the that's the answer you're going to get. And unless I would love to have somebody that doesn't come from the Troy Lassane line of answering questions. Yeah, and, and just to like, he doesn't. He can give us vanilla answers ninety five percent of the time, but every once in a while, just throw us a little bone and be like, "Yeah, he was a dick. Hated that guy." <laughs> yeah, that'd be Mark nice. Lowry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now Lowry probably loved. Him. I'm kind of surprised he's not in Indy right now. Yeah, kind of a, a little bit of surprise there. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got what looks to be a final roster now, guys. Um, you know, we kind of, kind of, we're still going to get, yeah. we're still going to get a backup keeper. Oh yeah. Obviously we're still missing. We do not have a backup keeper at the <clears> moment. <throat> um, but I mean, the roster appears to be pretty much set. Uh, the club did of course announce the return of Micah Zira and Ilya Illich, which we kind of, which we knew from the schedule video that it was coming. The infamous um, whiteboard. Yeah. The infamous whiteboard. Uh, so I knew those two signings are coming back. And I think that both of those players, do provide us with additional depth, both um, in the midfield and obviously in, in the attacking um, uh, aspects of the game. Because you look at our, at the what's who's listed as a forward right now on the website. You got Nico Brett, Jerome Kisavetter, Ilya Illich, Christian Nava, Armando Moreno, obviously who's out with injury. You've got Tabor Ataka, and you've got Beats, all listed as forwards. And then... Uh, certainly sitting in the midfield right now, we've got Sam, Sergio, Will, Carl, Mike, Daniel, Justin, and Harry. So you've got like some really stacked groups there. And we know you, guys like Bees and, and, and Tabor Taka, they're guys that are going to, that can play off, can play out of the midfield too. So we've got, and Sam of course can obviously go midfield or defensive, you know, uh, wherever we need him. Uh, Carlos, man, thank you for being here, brother. We appreciate you hopping in after your surgery today uh, or yeah, yesterday. Man, hopefully, uh, hopefully you get the feeling better. Got to see you on March 30th, 13th. Yeah. Maybe March go. 5th. Hopefully I, we can get out there March 5th too. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, like you mentioned, you know, we've, we're still missing a, a backup keeper. We do have a question in the chat. Aaron Reader, do we know about the keeper trialist? We don't know. We don't know anything. Um we we we're still waiting to see. Obviously, you you're not gonna be able to make it through a season with having just one keeper. Um, I mean, I guess you could technically if if, he, if your starter didn't get injured or whatever. But you obviously want to have someone in there uh, as a backup just in case. So maybe we see someone pull up from the academy squad. <clears throat> maybe we see a trialist come in. We don't know. Obviously, you know we've got quite a while until rosters are locked. So that's going to remain up in the air. Um, <clears throat> talking about, you know, other moves that United has made, there really haven't, hasn't been too much. 
we did, of course, see Luke Sanford welcomed in as the new academy head coach. And then the club did welcome back Chief Business Officer Ron Patel, who was one of the founders of the club. So uh, can't wait to talk to talk to Ron. Hopefully we'll get him on the podcast here before too long. Um, what is there anything that we can take away from these two front office moves? Or do you think really... In the grand scheme of things, those are more behind the scenes things that we're not going to see a lot of. Well, we all know what Ron did the first year. I mean, Ron was an incredible human on the pitch, off the pitch, um, an integral part of bringing United to New Mexico. Um, and then he left. And then we would see him once in a while in the stands, in the seats, in the party deck. With the with the uh, the players, and then all of a sudden he didn't know what he was doing anymore, and then he was signed with United again. So I'm excited to see Ron back. Um, I love Ron as much as I just talked about him. I I love him. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah Ron, go ahead. I, I just basically was going to reiterate what Earl said. I think it's uh, I think it's great to have him back. I, I'm I'm glad he didn't take Clint's job again. Um, they have a new position for him, which is nice. And and um, a, there were multiple times in year one where I watched from kind of the third third deck, kind of midfield. You know where the two hundred five seats are. It's like, where he was spraying the champagne off. Yeah, just to the right of that, or just to the south of that. There's a little. A little spot there where I would always watch by watch the games, and I would always see Ron running back and forth to all the suites and stuff. And every once in a while, he'd stop and and watch the game with me. And there was like a like a three game stretch there where it seemed like every time he stopped to watch the game with me, we would score. And um, it was just good times. We we celebrated a handful of goals uh, from that spot, and and uh, I hope to see him see him walking around again. And and uh, we know he'll he'll do what he can to help this organization because he obviously loves it. Uh, he, when you found something and then come back to it, uh, when you help found something and then you come back to it, he, it's all. Hard. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that he's back. Yeah. Ron, of course, you know, left here, went down to RGV for a season and then <clears throat> took over a position at NISA and helped uh, get the NISA nation going over there. And of course now he's back with United. Um, I ran into Ron several times over the first couple of seasons. Uh, during season one, I ran into him uh, more than a few times over at Salt Yard. I had some conversations with him. And uh, like he's the guy that's just super passionate about this club, about soccer here in New Mexico. And you know, he those of you who don't know, he did also have some involvement with the Albuquerque Soul as well. And so Ron has just been a huge force. Um in local sports. And so, uh, you know, glad to see him back. It'll be good to see him around, uh, around the stadium again, uh, up in the press box, talking to him and stuff. And, and a little inside, little inside baseball here. Um, back in season one, Ron actually, um, told us over at salt yard one night and, uh, it was me and him and, uh, uh, and a friend of ours, Chris Walker, we were sitting there and Ron was telling us that we had Phil Bike. <clears throat> We, he wasn't listed on the roster anywhere. He wasn't, you know, because we know now there were there were visa issues, couldn't get him signed. But yeah, Ron was just kind of tell us about him, you know, letting us um, know a little bit about him and get to know a little bit more 
about that. And of course, you know, when Phil came in season two, fully signed, it was, uh, it was great to see. Um, but yeah, Ron's just an awesome dude. So we'll, we'll reach out to Ron, see if we can't get him on the show uh, one of these nights to, to talk to you guys. And I think that's going to be fantastic for the club. Um, there really hasn't been a whole and Yeah. Harry's got some great points over here in the chat and we'll get to some of those. I don't know if you guys are aware of mm-hmm. some of the stuff that went on over the weekend. Um, one last thing that the club did announce the 2022 preseason schedule did come out. Uh, New Mexico United is slated to play five preseason matches. You've got one kicking king off this Saturday, February 5th against San Diego loyal. They've got another one on Wednesday, February 9th against the Vancouver Whitecaps from MLS Orange County on Saturday, February 12th, and then El Paso locomotive down in El Paso. Uh, the first three are all in San Diego. Then of course, Saturday, February 26th, El Paso in El Paso. And then one preseason home match Saturday, March 5th at Mesa del Sol. Um, I know when this came out, we were kind of disappointed that there was only one home match. And then there were some more questions posted across social media asking, is there going to be, are the matches going to be streamed? Are there going to be, um, <clears throat> excuse me, are there going to be, you know, in some way to follow these? And the club said they were looking to find ways to at least live tweet the matches. Um, and there's a question in chat, and we'll get to this here in just a second. Aaron, I'll go ahead and pop that up. Aaron Reader says, why are they all in San Diego? Man, guys, what was your reaction to the preseason schedule? Did you, were you expecting there to be more here in town, or did you kind of did, did you think there might be something else in the works? Uh, it, it didn't really bother me. I mean, to be honest, I didn't really pay attention to the preseason schedule coming out. Um, so this is kind of the first time I heard it. So that's that's news to how, me. But how is this the first time you heard it? It was like a week ago. <laughs> Look, I've been hiding under a rock. I'm in bed by 8 o'clock. My flip phone stopped working. (laughs) Gotta get that Moto Z flip. Do you have a pager? Does the pager work? I do have a pager, and it tells me to check my phone, and then I can't find my phone, and then I look for my walker, and that's missing too. This is why we don't tag girl on social media, because he can't access it from his flip phone. Yeah, it's, it's a no jitterbug. My <laughs> jitterbug. <laughs> Do you have the Earl? Can can I see the necklace? The life alert, life alert necklace. No, that's already that's put on the on the stand to charge. You see oh, that yeah. stand right. But it doesn't right. do you any good over there because if you fall the other there. way, you can't reach it. Well, that's why I'm can't. sitting down. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> see, I'm sitting down mostly because my hip hurts. <laughs> Sometimes my neck. My back sometimes. Where the fuck so, are you going with this one? So to be honest, no, I this is the first time I've <laughs> heard the schedule. Um I don't and seeming seeming that we had like every match at home preseason <laughs> preseason last season. Um except for like, I think what two or three, maybe two? I don't know. I want to say two were uh, away last year. Um, because we went to Phoenix and went to FC Tucson, so yeah, two. Um, seeming that all of them were pretty much at home last year, I mean, it's it's fine. I don't need to go to preseason games. Um, we went to one last year. I know I went to the first one last year. Anyways, as somebody that did know the schedule came out, 
before five minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, carry on. Carry on, because <laughs> I already forgot what I was talking about. Um, I think I think the having them all in San Diego, it it kind of reminds me of spring training for baseball. Like it's you go to one spot that's going to have good weather, that's going to have good grass, that several other teams are going to be at and have access to, and you kind of just all spend your time there where you don't have to worry about if it's going to be. Uh, well, I think tomorrow the low or Thursday the low is zero here in Fort Sumner. So, you know, you're not going to have to worry about that in in uh, San Diego. So, I think that's probably that would be my guess as to why they're doing it there. No, uh, that's not why they're doing it there. You didn't even know they were doing it there until two seconds ago. Look, up, I do know what they what they are doing at Mesa del Sol. There's construction going on right now. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with where the pitch is. They're making freaking locker rooms. That's probably what's yeah, going on. But that's not where the Listen, pitch is. Mute this guy. How the fuck do I mute this guy? <laughs> I don't think you can. You might be right, Earl. You might be. But I don't think. God, I hope I am. Do, I don't think because. So maybe we need clarification because they have a locker room there that I thought they were still in for now. So I would think that they have to have some place to have everything until the new one is built. So my guess is they're okay. still where they were and that if they well, were going to do... move Mesa del Sol. Oh my God. Anyways. And then as far as them only having one, I'm not necessarily bummed that it's only one. I would be okay if it was only one. I just hate that it's not till the week before we get to watch them in person at the lab. Like I want my fix now. Like I need to watch live soccer today. Not a week or a month from today. That's the problem that I have with the schedule. All right. Easy, Ozzy Osbourne. If that was a joke, I didn't get it. <laughs> Me and Seth are both like that. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of disappointing that we didn't have, that we didn't have more <clears> than <throat> one here. Um and I th- and I think you guys nailed it. You know, as far as why they're all out in San Diego, it's to get that warm weather training. Um, I don't think that has to do with pitch conditions or anything. It's get the warm weather training. Like you don't want the guys necessarily training. Well, isn't that <clears throat> isn't that kind of pitch conditions? Like, well, I, wouldn't you wouldn't you rather have our guys playing on like a softer kind of warm surface than at Mesa del Sol in twenty degree weather and uh and a rock well, hard pitch. Well, yeah, yes. I mean, I would rather them not be playing on a freezing pitch, you know, for their preseason matches. But I, I, in terms of like specific pitch conditions, I don't think that's it. I think it's just warm weather training, get them out, get them loose, because it's easier to warm up and run and and play and get out there when the weather's warmer. Um, it's easier to get loose and understand where your fitness levels are at. <laughs> I, I think compared to playing in you know winter conditions i mean like you said it's going to be six degrees tomorrow you know um we're expecting snow or basically across most of the state over the next uh 24 to 48 hours so mm-hmm. um yeah you definitely don't want to have days where they can't get out there you'd rather than be in that weather to where they can you know get out there. yeah and to answer earl's question from earlier we did have uh six preseason matches last year uh Three were here in Albuquerque. We had one in Tucson against Colorado Rapids, 
one in Chula Vista against Loyal, and then another in Chandler, Arizona against Phoenix Rising. FC Tucson was here. Aaron says, what about altitude, though? Hashtag drink. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, our, that's our new thing this year. Anytime someone mentions the altitude, we're going to start take, doing shots. That's what we're going to do. Deal. <laughs> it has to be before 6 o'clock, though, because I take my meds at 6.30. Oh, oh, man. Earl... We're going to we're going to get you like signed with an agency and you're going to be the uh the new medical alert bracelet guy, the diabetic guy, metamucil. Metamucil. That's what we're going to do for you. That way you can at least, you know, cash in on being a boomer. Carrying on. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, that's all the New Mexico United news we have this week. Um, we do, it's real quick, we do want to touch on New Mexico runners. They did lose their last match out to the RGV Barracudas. Uh, they will be at home again this weekend. Do I have that correct? The 5th. The 5th. They'll be back home on the 5th. I'm assuming 5.05 kickoff again uh, for the runners out at the Rear Rancher Events Center. So get out there, check them out. It's the uh, return of Casey. Yes, that's Gessel. right. Casey's got, Casey Gessel's coming in as they play the Colorado FC something, rather. Colorado Inferno. Colorado Inferno. There you go. Um, See, I was trying to surprise you guys today, and I can spoil it now because he's obviously not fucking here. Um, I was going to share this link that you sent with Mr. Casey. Um, so it was going to be a surprise guest for you two. Oh. Um... Obviously, with Casey being a pro soccer player or semi-pro soccer player or whatever it's called, um, he's at practice right now, so that didn't work out. All right. Well, hey, uh, we will definitely get Casey on the show again at some point. Uh, but yeah, go check out the runners uh, this weekend at Rear Rancho Events Center Saturday night, five oh five kickoff. Uh, I'll be out there this weekend. I don't know if either of you guys are going to be in town. No. All right, well, I'll be out there. We might have some live tweets going on. Uh, but I, th- I tried to live tweet the, the last match I was at. Holy crap, the action is so fast-paced. Like, it's hard to really keep up with yeah. it. Um, so, yeah, if you see me out there Saturday night, um, I might, as long as Andres doesn't kill me, I might bring a couple of the Mexico United flags to pass out to some folks that we still have some extras of. Um, otherwise, we'll be out there. We're cheering on the runners. I uh, can't wait to see them in action again. They got, I think, four more matches left in their season. Um, so I have to look to see, do the math to see if they still have a chance of making the playoffs this year. Um, but anyway, yeah, get out there, support them Saturday night, get your tickets. And then uh, next up on the show, I did want to ask you guys, and I don't, Jacob, the way you reacted earlier, I think you kind of saw what happened with the whole Nisa New Amsterdam FC drama. So I, I am I'm on Twitter now, you know, uh, yes. um, so, so I have Welcome. seen it. Uh, I do not care about it. I do not have any idea what is actually going on other than the new Amsterdam guy. Is, my understanding is it is the owner that is running the Twitter account and he is basically just airing all this dirty laundry. Um, it, hmm. it makes for some good soap opera banter. But I, 
I honestly don't know what it's what it's going to lead to or anything like that. So I've 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 been a part of it because I'm in that lower league soccer Twitter atmosphere. But that is literally the extent of my my knowledge of it. All right. So and, and Earl, I, I think you may not have seen any of this at all. But so Jacob's got the gist of it. So what happened last week is U.S. Open Cup and NISA announced the uh, the clubs that are participating in the 2022 uh, U.S. Open Cup. Mm-hmm. NISA put out an announcement saying these are the these are teams from NISA that are going to be part of the part of the tournament. New Amsterdam FC was not on their list. Well, New Amsterdam FC, who famously their owner has put himself into the lineup multiple times to play goalie, uh, put out a series of tweets saying that they had already paid their fee to join the Open Cup. They were expecting to be a part of it, and they were not. They were shocked to see the, the announcement from Nisa saying they weren't going to be included. It then went on from there saying that the that they've been asking for the financial statements and other things from NISA, and NISA was not providing this information to New Amsterdam FC. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar, the way I understand the way NISA works is that NISA basically runs the teams, owns all the teams, and then the actual ownership groups own a, own a percentage of each club. Now... The new Amsterdam FC Twitter account was putting out pictures saying, showing them showing like a check that they had already signed and sent into Open Cup and all this other stuff. And yeah, like Jacob said, airing all this dirty laundry um, about Nisa putting out all these accusations about how the league has been run and what's going, going to happen going forward. Because as of right now, they only have 10 teams um, going into their 2022 season. Well, I just found a new report today that uh, over on the majors.net, and apparently, according to uh, Knights Who Say Nisa over on Twitter, at Knights Who Say Nisa, they have a source that has told them that the league board voted today, and they voted to not allow New Amsterdam FC back into the league for 2022. Um, so apparently, yeah, so New Amsterdam FC has been voted out. The owner is apparently married to the owner of Chicago House AC, and both of those clubs have been voted out of Nisa for 2022. So a whole bunch of lower league soccer drama going on. Uh, if there's any sort of truth to any of this, who do you think it's going to fall more on the side on? Do you think the league is right? And what they're saying is going on, or do you think that New Amsterdam FC is right in saying in their accusations here? And um, how bad does this make me to look? I, I think that's the <clears throat> that's the the thing there is that it just it makes that whole it makes both of them look absolutely terrible. Um, and I don't think we'll ever know full details like the truth. You know, we'll hear one side, we'll hear the other, but we don't know exactly which one's lying and which one's telling the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So, uh, to me, yeah, to me, it's just um, a mess uh, for everybody, and I I blame the Open Cup. That's 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 what I blame. (laughs) 
Open Cup's fault we sucked in year one afterwards. It's the Open Cup's fault that we still don't have a schedule or pairings uh, because they have delayed it three times, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this is all the Open Cup's fault. So that's that's my take. Well, Earl, what would uh what would you say if I told you if after all of this, you know, you've got Chicago House AC and New Amsterdam voted out of NISA? What would you say if I told you that the two that those two clubs have announced that they are now exploring founding their own league to begin playing twenty twenty three? I would say good for them. <laughs> yeah, because that's what they're doing, and it's insane. I don't understand. Yeah, I I don't know how this would work for them. I don't know. I mean, I don't know enough about the owners of these two clubs to speak about their financials, how all this would work. Like, this is just absolutely this, this week on soccer Twitter has just been absolutely insane. Like, between all of this stuff and then you know, the Mason Greenwood stuff, which we won't even we won't even touch on that. Like there's been so much soccer drama going on this week. Like I just, I'm ready to just like, all right, deuce is time for vacation. You know, like, yeah, no one cares. Listen, did you know hunting unicorns is legal in Michigan? Hunting what? Unicorns. Okay. Then now you do. Um. Yeah, I think I think he said that, Harry. Um, yeah, it's it's a disaster. <clears throat> yeah, and and so Harry, I know that you've I know you've been following all this. You put out some tweets and retweets about it, and uh, I mean, this just blows my mind. Like how it has devolved so quickly, and it makes me realize just like how fortunate we are to to have New Mexico United and you know, San Antonio and other clubs like this in a league that's established like the USL that has grown and shown stability over decades of being in existence. Yeah, there's 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 two teams that I can do without in the USL and one is Phoenix and the other is El Paso. And listen, you would you would miss you them know, if they were gone. No, listen, did you know the Cookie Monster has a real name? You would miss them if they're gone, just like you're going to miss Solomon Asante now that he's gone. It's Sid, by the way. What? I don't care about your stupid facts, Earl. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. Yeah, Anyways. I mean. Anyways. Um... So, so the Nisa thing was a shit show. This has turned into a shit show. <laughs> Um, last year's yeah. United season was a shit show. Uh, so, uh, so Jacob, you were texting us earlier and you, and we really don't have any other topics for tonight's show, like, like serious topics. There wasn't a lot of news this week. You told us you had some questions for us yeah. and you gave so, a couple of them to us in the chat earlier. I want you to lay those on us. So, so these are kind of <laughs> hey, laid on us. The, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Earl is on point tonight. The last couple seasons, we've done a a written article, uh, kind of previewing, recapping the last season, talking about the off season, and then previewing the upcoming season. And so, 
writing doesn't exist anymore. Um, so figured we would just do it uh, a little bit on the pod here and kind of talk about a little bit of last year. And then I'll have some next episode about some off season stuff. And then, and then we'll finish right there before the season starts with some, some uh, predictions, which we all know we're so great at and we never get anything wrong. Um, so yeah, this year or today, I, I, uh, kind of just threw a, a few questions at you because you guys were smart asses until Earl actually answered the question that I asked, um, and said that he wanted them beforehand. So, so I came up with, uh, with, with three, three, three pretty easy questions. I mean, they're just little softball lobs for you guys to. Hey, to, before you get into on. that, oh god, if this is a fun fact from you, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> would you rather us give you crap in our in our group chat, or would you rather you know me point out that David Carl is firing shots at you on Twitter? No, because I get it. I'll get it all anyways. <laughs> <clears throat> I'd rather have one safe space. Okay. <laughs> Twitter is not the place to be for a safe space, my friend. See, and this used to be your safe space until we found out that your wife can't hear what we talk about. And when you start talking about two nipples, I mean, it just becomes a shit show. No, no, it used to be my safe space until I decided to change my hair. And then you guys realized that I have a forehead, much like you guys do. And y'all just won't let it go. It was a safe space until Earl was invited. (laughs) No, you've been here a long time and it's been okay. Yeah, Harry, we actually saw that earlier. Jacob did bring up in our uh, group text. Romeo Parks landed with the Miami FC. I was happy um, for him. Glad to see him catch on somewhere else. Anyways, let's switch on Jacob's questions. Okay. So my first question to you guys was, what was your favorite moment? I'm going to start with the moment one. Now, I think there's one semi-obvious answer for me anyways, but uh, I'll go last to see if you guys think along the same lines. Uh... For me, it had to be Bees' return. You know, I, I not necessarily just like him walking back out on the pitch, which obviously, you know, got a huge reaction from the home fans, but just the announcement of him returning to the club and then seeing what that turned into, like that moment, like really changed the trajectory of our season last year. So I have two of them. One... Not so serious, and the other one actually legit. Um, so let's go ahead and start with the legit one, or the not so legit one, and that was after the El Paso match. Here, I can't remember which one it was. Um, you see Devin Sandoval walk up to Yuma, who's sitting on the floor trying to tie a shoe or something, <laughs> and gets him in like a WWE style headlock. And Yuma, like the never mind, I'm not gonna say it. Um, like the the scoundrel he is was tapping for mercy. That was probably one of my favorite moments. Um, but legit, my favorite moment was seeing Christian Nava debut. 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 <laughs> debut. Yeah, I, you know those were. Um those were not my <laughs> choice but um as Earl's serious one is, is very good that was that was a good moment and then yeah we had and and i'll kind of group we and salee um 
just both of them coming back and playing parts in uh in our kind of uptick there towards the the end of last season both of those were were good moments mine uh we had the return of soccer to the lab um which was a moment that i think all of us were there for and all of us kind of reacted semi emotionally to it i believe um it it was you know 500 and and 70 some odd days um between games there at the lab and and to have it was also know, 570 <laughs> odd degrees outside when we were set up that fucking <laughs> it was it was uh, but um it was just it, it was a great moment and um you know i after the year um of the devil 2020 uh and not having a home game there and and having all this other pent up stuff that we had to deal with to be able to to go to the lab and see you know eight thousand seven thousand however many it was for that first match there um, even though it was you know half of what our highest total was in 2019 um it was still loud it was still electric in there and um and then when we scored that first goal, it was just um, the JT place just cried. blew up. So I, you did too. You did too. Uh, it was a good moment. It was a good moment. So that was well, mine. Most people who know me, I, I cry for commercials. Um, Like the Hey Loretta commercial. So if you don't know, go Google Hey <clears throat> Loretta and then watch that video. And if you don't cry, you're a heartless bastard. <laughs> Um, okay, so what was Earl's favorite goal of uh, twenty twenty one? All right, so I'm gonna try something cool. Um, I'm gonna see if it lets me. Hang on, I don't know what I'm fucking doing. Uh, probably messing up Ooh. is my guess, but nope, it let me. So I don't know if you get to see my screen or not, but this is my favorite goal. No, we can't see your screen because you missed it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Ah, the Illich one. That was a, that was a good goal. At the time, it was a huge goal for us. Um, we desperately needed that point. And um, yeah, that was that was a good one. I'm glad you figured out how to put it on the screen because I was going to try to make a video if you guys actually told me what they were beforehand, but you didn't, so. Now I'm going to have oh, to yeah. figure out how to do that for mine. You just hit stop. Uh, so I have two monitors. That's what makes my life easier. Oh, well, then never mind. Seth, what was yours? Uh, gosh, I was just, I was thinking about that, and... Uh... It, it was it was kind of tough going back and forth. I looked at you know obviously Austin's you know goal of the year winner. Mm -hmm. I looked at Ilya's goal, and then I went back and I rewatched um, Sully's goal. And Sully is not a guy that puts a lot of shots on goal. I mean, prior to you know prior to that match, he had one shot, one goal in his career. And then I'd say Sully's goal against uh, RGV this season was just. A stunner of a goal uh beautifully worked you know he got made a great play on the ball put a put his 
put his boot through it. And uh, what I think fancy is a great goal by, by Sully, you know, great timing by him. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying desperately to remember because when you say Sully goal, the only thing I could think of is 2020 mm-hmm. with his, his worldie that should have been goal of the year and somehow wasn't even in the semifinals of goal of the year in 2020. Um, it's because the USL's rigged. Well, we we typically rig it in our favor, is how it usually works. That's but true. I don't know what happened there. But um, <clears throat> so mine was was uh, it was actually the last goal of the season. Um, Bruce Schmidt played a long ball over the top of everybody to Bruce uh, in the lab at against Real Monarchs, and Bruce had a very cheeky chip. Um, over the Monarchs keeper. And at the time, because of the way that the schedule was laid out, it kept our playoff hopes alive. And we, it, it, well, so we were already winning that match, but it, it cemented that win, uh, went out on a good note, and then um, had a chance to make the playoffs if some other results had gone our way. But of course, as we know, they did not. But, um, but there, there were a lot of goals. I, I looked at that one. Uh, you mentioned, obviously, the goal of the year. Um, Brown had a had a fun one. Which one is this, Earl? Is this mine or is this Seth's? If it's mine, it's... Yeah, right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, a, that was a fun one. Beautiful, cheeky little chip there. And then his celebration... With the flag and the shushing, and I, it, Bruce is also. Uh, I have a dog named Bruce now. He's one of my favorite players. Um, just, just love this little chip here, and and it was a, uh, um, it's just a fun moment. I, th- I think me and, uh, me and my wife were celebrating pretty good with that one, and and uh, yeah, just, just love that goal. But uh, there were a lot to choose from. Well, and the sad part is there weren't a lot to choose. There should have been more to choose from, but we had some really good goals. We had the goal of the year. We had that one. We had Bruce and Tenari, uh, both had bangers against Real Monarchs um, in the game that we lost three to two. I couldn't pick a goal of the year from a goal where we lost. Uh, just couldn't do it. So, um, and then what a <clears throat> what was a looking back in last year what what are you going to take away from last year that that uh will stick with you and and be something that you will either like keep close to you or or um something that didn't sit right with you just what about last year is going to stick with you loud before you before you do that (laughs) no um what are you doing so i would i would be messed up if i didn't show sets I'm glad you found it. Oh, yeah. See, I am kind of good at some things. Yeah, see, I just I just love the way that we worked the ball into the box here. And then uh, when it got played back out, like you just silly right place, right uh, time. Ah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Azira's header against Colorado Springs was probably oh yeah yeah uh, real high for me too. Um, we desperately needed that win. We were in a funk. We were up a man for like the last 
hour it seemed like and uh and that one was good too but um thank you earl for for bringing those up i i wanted to try to figure out a way to do that earlier and i, I just never got around to it today was a hectic day so appreciate so that. there was a second one a really really close one for me and i think it was against it was the one that uh brucey scored his little chip um earlier in that match there was mondo who broke the ankles of one of the defenders Ooh. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know if that was that game but yeah i think it was i think you might have been right i think it was that game because i think it was we had moreno and and bruce that scored that game but yeah yeah that one that one was a good individual effort there uh i like the bruce one it, it was just a beautiful ball from schmidt it's, it's the last play that schmidt is gonna have um unless he comes back after the military stint and i don't necessarily see that happening so i, I just really like that that bruce goal but so what, what what are you gonna take away from last year um i mean i i jokingly say loudon but um you know we had a lot of missed opportunities as a club and I mean, not necessarily off the pitch or anything, but, you know, on the pitch, you know, we had a lot of the missed opportunities and hopefully that's something that we can build from, grow from and, and improve on here in the, in the new season. So, yeah, we can kind of talk about um, the players coming in and see if, if we think they're going to have an impact on, on being able to capitalize on those opportunities this year, as opposed to last year. Well, we'll, we'll bring that up on, on next week's show next week. Are we doing next week? I meant to ask um, this before we started so we didn't have to talk shop on the podcast. But. No, no, I'm unavailable next week unless we do Wednesday. Okay. I cannot so, do Tuesday. My so, wife will wring my neck. So next Tuesday, guys, join me and Seth. Um, <laughs> I'm just, uh, well, we'll we'll figure that out. Uh, we can probably do two weeks from now. One more I have time. a wife's birthday that day, so. Ah. Oh, so yeah. two weeks. Can't, can't mess that. Yeah. So two weeks from, from today, uh, we'll talk about some of the off-season moves and then um uh earl do you have a big takeaway from last year my biggest takeaway was soccer's back i mean <laughs> after not having soccer for a whole year having to watch it on tvs not in bars where like we usually would not in groups like we used to um just having soccer back in albuquerque was incredible yeah, we March fifth. Uh, we're a, a month away uh, from being able to hopefully watch that preseason match, and then and then the very next Sunday we'll be there for for the regular season. And and uh, yeah, that's that's a good one. To me, it's um, it's very hard to win soccer games when you can't score goals. Um, and that is it's something that sounds obvious, uh, but last year it just it bore out too many times where. <clears throat> the defense would hold up and we would come away with a nil nil draw or we'd get one goal and couldn't find a second. It just, it was very frustrating. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to what we did this year and, and this off season. And, and hopefully we can do something to fix that and, and uh, win some more games, um, make the playoffs easily and, and uh, hopefully have a really good year next year. So so another takeaway I have, it's a pretty big takeaway, actually. Um, FEP. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm I'm so curious to see what they look like this year. Like, I, we're not an El Paso podcast, but 
what they have done this offseason, I'm just genuinely, genuinely curious uh, as to how they're going to look, if they're going to even be anywhere near where they were or um, because, you know, they gave us a lot of crap when Troy left. And then like three days later, Lowry left and took Rebion and Meshach Drome with him. And then they lost a few other players here and there. And they brought Logan some Penis people head. in. Yeah, they brought some players in. I mean, they're not, they're definitely not going to be terrible. I, um, they, they definitely aren't rebuilding or anything like that. They're just kind of trying to retool, but I just, I'm curious to see what Hutchinson does over there. And, and, um, uh, that'll be, that'll be interesting to see what happens there. But, um, and who's your favorite player last year, Seth? Um, I mean, the, the easy way out is to say beats. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. That's the easy way out. Um, honestly, I think Alex. I think Alex was a lot of fun to watch in goal. He. <laughs> Sorry. I, just... <laughs> I, I, I believe that this is your sincere answer but I couldn't help but think that it was just a shot at Earl. And uh, <laughs> if it's both your sincere answer and a shot at Earl, kudos. Cause that's, Oh great. yeah, no, it's absolutely both. Like Alex, <laughs> Alex was, was fantastic. Um, he made a lot of saves that there are some keepers in this league that wouldn't be able to make them. Um, and I think he kept us in a number of, a number of games, um, even with the disappointing results we had at times. Um, yeah, I think, I think Alex was tremendous and that bring him back for 2022 is, is a is a good thing. Earl, who's your favorite? So I'm gonna pretend like Seth did not talk at all. Um, my favorite had to be Mondo. Either Mondo choice. or Serge, one of the two, Mondo or Sergio. Both of those um, are only insane be- choices to me. Because with, I mean, without bees coming in, those were our two. We didn't have anyone else putting goals in, and we didn't have anyone putting goals in, to be honest. Um, but without bees coming in, I mean, those were the two carrying the weight. <laughs> I remember doing that in high school when the opposing team <laughs> would be do their starting lineup. We would yeah. hand out newspapers and just be disinterested. I. Mondo was the one of the most infuriating players to me last year. Um, he he was in and out of the lineup, I know, because of El Salvador, which was fantastic for him. But he just he I don't know what happened the first time he went to El Salvador because he was playing great before that, and then he went to El Salvador that first time and came back, and it was like he had the weight of the world on his shoulders and just never shook it. And I don't know why. Um, um, I, I have to was, take my answer back. Okay, thank you. Um, I think it has to be JPG. I knew that was, I, I thought just, that was coming. I thought it was coming earlier, but I think it has to be. I mean, cause without him, what the fuck were we talking about last, all last season without him, we would have been talking about wins as what we would have um, been talking about without him. We would have probably made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, without him. I would have a whole lot less gray hairs and probably a less hate for Alex. Um, <laughs> and without him, I'd probably just be a happier person. Wow. That's, that's a uh, poor JPG. He doesn't deserve this slander. He's yeah, gone. he is poor because he's not working now. 
<laughs> for a fucking reason. Anyways, okay. We're going to move on from that. I think I agree with Seth. The obvious answer is probably Weehan. Um, so I'm going to do that thing where when there's obviously an, when there's always an obvious answer, that person never actually gets talked about because it's so obvious. Uh, and I'm actually going to say Austin Yearwood. Um, he, he showed flashes in year one until he got hurt. Uh, he flashed. And then in year two, I don't, I mean, he was good, but he wasn't like fantastic. Uh, and this year he just was, I still think he was, you know, best 11 caliber um, and just continued to impress match after match after match. He logged so many minutes. I had it up earlier and then I closed the tab on accident. So I'm not going to pull it back up, but um, I believe him and Raiden were right there for minutes uh, played on the back line. And he just, he was consistently great. Um, and I, he just, he deserves every ounce of credit that he gets. And, and, uh, we talked this off season about him, you know, we, we were told that he was under contract to begin with, uh, but then it took a while for them to announce. And, and I, I couldn't, can't help but think that maybe he was asking for a little bit more money, uh, with the way he played. Um, and, and if it was, if that was the case, then we needed to throw as much money, uh, as possible to keep him because he was, he was a stalwart back there. And, and I expect him and Raiden and Swahi and, and Tete to, to keep it locked down and, and just be a, a very, very solid unit back there again. So, He's who I picked, and, and that was the only one that I had that I didn't text you earlier uh, just to drop on you guys. Figured, especially now with it being an hour and a half or so, that we could wrap this thing up and and uh, and we get to watch. Well, we get to we get a starting lineup at least, and we'll maybe know who scores some goals if we score some goals um, uh, on for on Saturday. Uh, so. So that it's not quite what we want yet. We can't actually watch anything, but uh, maybe we'll have some highlights. And and I'm 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 really just curious to see the starting eleven. Um, see if it's going to actually be like some of the big names out there, or if it's going to be um, more the guys that kind of are trying to fight for a spot, a starting spot, or what it's going to be. So, oh, you're probably going to get 45 minutes out of every. Oh yeah, I I just want to see the lineup though. I, yeah. I I think if you show me a lineup, even if it's just the list form, yeah, we can kind of use our imagination to see what the formation might have been, um, and and uh, just try to 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 whiteboard the whole thing out again and use use any clues that we can get to to figure out what's going to happen. Um, I I I'm really genuinely curious to see what lineup we put out like when things matter, obviously. So I will be th- overthinking way too much uh, on Saturday when it comes to who's playing and, and who scores and everything like that. So I'm excited for it. I hope you guys are too. And um, so when you say overthinking, do you mean like mega mind overthinking <laughs> or, or the, the villain off of turbo men th- overthinking? 
Off of what? <laughs> off of Turbo Man. What the hell is Turbo Man? Wait. Really? Do you know what he's talking about, Seth? I believe he's referring to Turbo Man from the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Jingle All the Way. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> He's looking for something, but uh, yeah. So before we get, get out of here, there were two other notes that I we forgot to mention earlier in the show. The first being, uh, congratulations to Salim Muhammad who mm-hmm. announced his mm. retirement uh, a few days ago. Um, we're not entirely sure what he's going to be doing yet, but um, Salim spent uh, first two seasons here with New Mexico United, went back to Oakland for a half of last season. Obviously, came back on loan for the second half of the year. Uh, just all around nice guy. We talked to him after he got re-signed last year and just super down to earth, talked about, you know, loving it out here. And, uh, I just, congratulations to him. He had a, had a good career while he was out there playing and can't wait to see what Salih is up to next. And then the other note that we wanted to pass along in case you haven't seen it yet, it was announced this past weekend that, uh, the New York Red Bulls had, hired on head uh, former New Mexico United head, head coach Troy Lesane to their assistant coach position. So congratulations to Troy in his new endeavor as he makes the move on up to MLS with their Red Bulls. Yeah, that's uh, for the Troy subject. Anyways, that's, that's a huge news for or a huge move for him. I, I think it's going to be, um, exciting for him and i'm not going to put it up earl i i can see it there and i can see that you want me to add it to the stream and i'm not going to so seth can if he wants but i'm not going to um i I, we knew he was going to land somewhere um either as an assistant or as a head coach and and um i i think this was this is probably one of the best moves that he could have made other than maybe taking on like Charleston's head coaching job or something like that. And, and I'm super excited for him. And, and, uh, you know, now we got two X United players in the New York area or X United members. I don't know what you would call them, but, but Cody's over there and now Troy's over there. And, and, uh, I'm sure those two have, have met up for coffee or something. And, um, I'm I'm happy for for Troy and his family, and I I think it's probably a big move for for his wife and their kid uh, to to have that stability of a, a Red Bulls organization that is uh, worldwide essentially. So good for him, and and with Salih, I'm I'm excited for him. I'm excited for what he's going to do, but I'm really sad because he he's such a young and talented player that I would I would love to see him just continue on the pitch for for somebody, even if it wasn't for us. So, um, but, but all the, all the luck to him for whatever he decides to do next. And we know he's going to succeed at it because that's just the kind of guy that Salih is. So yeah, two, two bits of news that are, are exciting yet sad at the same time. And Earl is asleep. Nope. I was checking my email. Earl, did you dye your beard? It looks dark as hell coming to your hair. No, I just have a lot of white hairs now. Hmm, fair. Is that just for men? Yeah. It's yeah. like uh, 50 shades of gray. I mean. Oh, God. <laughs> no. No. 
All right. I think, I think we're think done. That's gonna, yeah, I think that's we're gonna done. do it for us tonight. Uh, Jacob, get us out of here. Yeah, guys. Um, it's nice, just the three of us. I like having guests, but uh, it doesn't leave as much time for for our banter between the, the three of us. And um, can't wait to to be here in two weeks with a couple preseason matches under the belt, and and we'll make wild assumptions off of that. I'm sure, and I, I can't wait for that. Um, it's crazy that the season's here. Like the the off season is so short with the holidays in there. Uh, the holidays just make it go by so fast. And so, so we're already, uh, back to live soccer on Saturday, like I said, and, um, before you know it, we'll be back at the lab. Uh, hopefully the three of us, if we can figure that nightmare of a situation out and, um, and yeah, and we'll be back uh, a couple weeks, nine o'clock. Um, well, We'll have a list of things that we're going to talk about. I, maybe, probably not any new signings or returning people. Maybe a couple of things here and there, but um, but we'll find something to talk about for sure. And and we can't wait. We hope uh, everybody joins us in the chat like they did. Harry, uh, Aaron, Reader, uh, thank you guys. Tito, um, thank you for for sharing sharing the link on on the New Mexico United Nation page and the Curse page. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, appreciate all that you guys do and. And um, yeah, just love you guys and be safe out there. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. And until then, Somos Nidos. You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.